Welcome to Fresh Perspective, a podcast presented by Recycling Today. Fresh Perspective features young professionals in the scrap and recycling industry, offering insights from the next generation of industry leaders. Guests share their stories of what led them to the scrap industry and new ideas on industry trends. Tune in here stories from scrap processors, traders, operators, and more who are starting to lead in this space. Fresh Perspective is beginning an ongoing dialogue with future executives of the industry. Hi, my name is Megan Smalley, and I'm with Recycling Today magazine. Welcome to the Fresh Perspective podcast. I'm here today with Alex Gershowitz, who is a non-ferrous trader at Gershow Recycling. The company operates facilities throughout Long Island, New York, processing ferrous and non-ferrous metals. Alex has been with the company since 2018 and is currently responsible for selling non-ferrous metals. So thanks for coming on the show today, Alex. How's it going? Great. Thank you for having me. So Alex, to get things started, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you currently do in the scrap industry on a day-to-day basis for Gershaw Recycling? And what is it like to work for the company? So my main responsibility for Gershaw Recycling is uh, trading the non-ferrous material that we bring into the yard. I follow the markets and gather information daily. It's not only for sales purposes, but it's, an, it's good to get an idea on how the market is doing. It's how it's going to perform going forward. And it's always important to report back to the higher ups with this information. Got it. And what's the company culture like at Gershaw Recycling? So it's a fast paced environment there. Um, I really like that. I think it's good. Um, It's never mundane. No two days are the same, which is something that I really like because you know, just growing up, going through school, I never wanted to be in a career that I felt was boring and just on repeat every single day until you hit the weekend. Um, I really enjoy what I do and how the company operates on a daily basis. Kind of interesting and fun to work with family members. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful to be in the position that I am. You know, I've had a really hands-on experience learning from the best on how Gershaw is run and how this industry operates. Awesome. And you mentioned there, yeah, you kind of work with family, grew up in the business, your family owns Gershaw Recycling. So what was it like growing up with family working in the scrap industry? And did you always intend to someday work for the family business? So growing up, I always heard stories about how my grandfather started the company, built Gershaw up to what it was, what it is. He always talks a lot about how the industry has changed, continues to grow, and it's really become a vital industry for manufacturing and all other related parties. Um, it's pretty essential to the environment as well. In terms of like what, what my plans were, I always thought that I would end up there. Um, I kind of I don't want to say I grew up there, but I spent a lot of time there when I was younger throughout high school and college, working weekends, um, school breaks, things like that. So I never had a timeline timeline set. I just thought it would happen at some point um, one day. Got it. And did you ever work outside the industry? And what were those experiences like? I worked for a contracting company for a few months before I came to Gershaw. I really liked it there. I was in a role that would help me grow into a a role being a project manager, being in charge of work sites, things like that. An opportunity sort of presented itself to me. And um, I just felt that the right decision was to take it. So Alex, what 
prompted you to work in the scrap industry eventually? You mentioned an op- opportunity presented itself to you. What was that opportunity? So the opportunity actually isn't related to Gershaw. Um, my, mer- my family operates a marina in Montauk, New York, and I was given the opportunity to become the general manager there. Um, I spent a lot of summers there as well as Gershaw, but um, the marina kind of needed help. And by joining that operation, I uh, jumped into the operations at Gershaw simultaneously. And while I was learning to run one business in Montauk, I was also learning how to sell non-ferrous material um, at the same time. So it's been a really cool experience um, being involved in two industries, very different, but also very exciting, entertaining, and nowhere near boring. Definitely. And I don't think I realized like Gershaw, your family also worked in the marina business. Could you talk a little bit about that? What's that side of the business like and how do you juggle those two different industries? We've owned a marina called Sam Star Island Yacht Club in Montauk for almost 37 years now. Um, It's a full service marina. We have mechanics department, a ship store, tackle shop. We also have a restaurant and bar here. So it's almost like a little resort in Montauk. It's an awesome place. It's really only busy during the summer. So that's kind of when um, it's a little tough to juggle everything. But, you know, I make things work. It's it's kind of cool. You know, while I'm selling non-ferris, I'm tying up boats and dealing with customers and things like of that nature. So, like I said, it's it's always um, it's never the same thing. It's It's really fun and. I really enjoy how my career is turning out so far. Now, since coming to work in the recycling industry full time about four or five years ago, what are some lessons that you've learned and who have served as mentors to you? So as simple as this may be, always do what you say, what you say you're going to do. I don't think that only applies to this industry, but all business, your word is very important. I feel that it's a very important factor, especially training material. And it's bad business to go back on an agreement you had with someone. Um, As to my mentors, I have to mention my father, Elliot, my uncle, Kevin, and of course, my grandfather, Sam. I'd also like to throw in um, Joe Bertuccio, who is in charge of operations at Gershaw, and Pete Viant, who um, actually taught me a lot about what I know for, you know, with non-ferrous trading, he kind of walked me through the steps, showed me the ropes. Um, he's still by my side, who you know, gives me a hand whenever I need it. He's a great guy. Um, really happy he's with the company. And I really appreciate the fact that I've been able to work under his wing. You mentioned the one lesson you've learned is that it's important to do what you say you're going to do. Can you kind of explain that? How has that applied to your work the last few years? And why is that so important in the scrap industry? I think it's important in maintaining relationships, developing new relationships. Um, It's just a good business practice. My mentors that I mentioned before have all preached that to me and how important it is to keep your word, not in just this business, but any business. And nothing specific happened nothing, you know, no one, I never got in trouble for doing anything. I just feel that your reputation is key. 
in the scrap industry and everybody knows each other. Gershaw has a great reputation and I just think that it's good to uphold that. So since you came to the company full time, how has Gershaw Recycling grown and changed? So not even since 2018, but even going back a few years before that, um, I spent a lot of weekends and um, school breaks working there and a significant change um, was our shredder wasn't always powered by an electric motor. Um, we had a diesel engine in it. And I think that was a huge change for us, um, putting us in a, um, a new direction, you know, something putting us in a direction that's more environmentally friendly. It just goes hand in hand in what we're trying to do. Awesome. And what are some projects that the company is currently working on that you could speak to? One of our most recent projects, um, we just built a brand new Zorba plant at our uh, main facility in Medford, New York. Um, it's incredible how different and more advanced this thing is than um, what we used to have. It's night and day. It's like comparing a iPhone to a flip phone from the early 2000s. Um, this thing operates so much more efficiently. The uh, machinery that we have sorting the materials and cleaning the uh, fluff that comes from our shredder is just incredible. Um, and the numbers that we're seeing is just, it's, it's out of this world. That's awesome. Now, so your role at the company right now is non-bearish trading and managing that side of things. What has it been like managing those commodities and what have markets been like for non-bear scrap this first half of the year? So to say the least, markets have been crazy this year. Um, since joining Gershaw, I never really thought I would see copper and Zorba go so high. Even my family members have said they never thought that they would see it go that high. So it's, it's interesting to be in, um, a market that is so volatile and um, changing so frequently. It's very sporadic. And I think it's a good learning experience um, going forward, especially as I you know, expect to be at Gershaw for a while. So one thing, Alex, that we've noticed has been concerning in recent years is logistics. How is Gershaw navigating concerns surrounding logistics and shipping? So we have a great logistics team. Um, they're really very good at being on top of what's going on, especially given the current environment that we're dealing with, with shipping and ports and getting containers and drivers. It's quite congested. It's tough to export material uh, most days. It's a matter of making sure you have options and finding a solution to the problem. And I think we're really good at doing that. Um, in addition to that, uh, we also have do a great deal of business by rail. And I think as we move forward, I think it's going to be a huge part of our business, especially with a local landfill closing. Um, I think it's going to be essential to our operation. Definitely any means of transportation that you can get easily, rail, shipping, whatever it is, go with what's easiest these days. Now, aside from logistics and shipping, what are some challenges that you see impacting the scrap industry this year and why are those problematic and how is Gershaw working through those challenges? So one thing is labor. It's always tough to find people who want to work in the scrap industry. 
not many people know about it and it's tough where we are we're in new york it gets cold in the winter and being outside isn't the most pleasant thing when it's you know blowing 30 miles an hour and 20 degrees um aside from labor i think falling markets is a huge factor markets have dropped significantly and it's a matter of time of when they're going to level out not really sure or have any sort of speculation on when that will be but um it's crazy how things have changed since you know early february mid-march got it and when markets do change like that how does gershaw work through that so like i said before gershaw has been around for a while so we've the company has definitely seen um, a few downturns in the economy and, you know, facing challenges is nothing new to us. So I think it's as long as you make the necessary preparations and you plan ahead, you'll be okay. Otherwise, you know, you, you could be at risk of, you know, losing a lot of money and really falling into a pit. Got it. Now, are there any new technologies that you see coming to the industry that excite you? So touching back on the Zorba plant that we recently put up, I think it's crazy to see how how much more advanced this technology is compared to what we used to have. And that being said, just touching upon that, it's just I'm eager to see how things will change over the next 20 years if this is, you know, if that's what's transpired in the last 25 years. So Alex, could you tell me more about the Zorba plant? That definitely is exciting that you guys added that. How has it helped the business since it was installed? So one of the reasons we put up a new Zorba plant was the volume of fluff that we generate that we generate was becoming too much for the old plant that we had. Um, while we were operating it daily, it was also breaking down. So we were fixing it at the same time. Um, and that's really not efficient. Um, so this new Zorba plant has really helped us improve operation efficiency. Um, we do a hundred ton per hour, which is incredible compared to what we used to have. So, you know, this thing's just a beast. It's awesome. That's definitely exciting to hear that it's been really helpful for you guys. So as a final question, Alex, where do you see the scrap industry heading in the next few years? What kind of change do you expect to see or hope to see? And uh, how might that affect your business? So with all the new technology that's coming out and changes and upgrades, you know, not just Gershaw does, but, you know, all companies out there that are operating, um, it seems like we're headed in a more energy efficient environmentally friendly um, direction. I think everything, you know, with things that are more technologically advanced, it means um, you're producing material better and probably cleaner, which is, you know, what everybody wants. Um, in addition to that, I think there might be more awareness. Um, I remember, you know, 10, 15 years ago, when I would just talk to my friends about what my family did, nobody really knew about the scrap industry. Maybe that was because we were young, you know, or kids, but um, I think there's been a lot of awareness and there's more information about it out there. 
Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Alex. It's been great having you. All right. Thank you.